you've come to the right place if you're looking to create, launch, and scale a high-value online training program. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of Lifter LMS, the most powerful learning management system for WordPress. Stay to the end. I've got something special for you. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. I'm joined by a special guest. His name is Michael Wiley. He's from flippinmobilehomes.com. When I see Michael around the internet, he's like what I think of when I think of an education entrepreneur, somebody who's trying to teach online. He's building an online business. He's like creating a ton of value. He's he's making an impact and helping other people uh, in business and make money and figure out this, this world that he's in. But first, Michael, welcome to the show. Man, it is great to be here, Chris. I cannot believe I'm actually on a podcast with you. Oh <laughs> yes. my God. That's a lot oh of fun. Do you remember, uh, do you remember what you first heard about, uh, Lyft or LMS or us? I want to say it was probably about maybe three years ago. And I was doing a lot of research at the time. Like I wanted to uh, start up a course and I was like, man, I got some cutting edge and everything I want to learn. So of course, you know, you hit the interwebs and stuff and you get to floating around and you get all this information and everybody's talking about, you know, uh, Udemy and, and, and uh, Kajabi, the other one, Kajabi. Yeah. yeah. Some of those right there for the, uh, the lazy course creators and everything. <laughs> and so um, eventually I got to a point well, I just kept on hearing the word LMS, LMS all, all the time. So I was like, well, just look up some popular LMSs and everything, you know. And eventually that led me over to uh, Lifter. And uh, when I got there, I was like, okay, I think I think it was um little ball head guy on YouTube as well. Um, WP Crafter. Him, yes. Yeah. That guy right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, pretty cool guy, puts out great content, very helpful person. And uh, kind of led me over there. He was talking about the modules and everything. And when I got there to the website, when I got to the website and you had the demo up there, I was like, well, let me try this out. And it was just so, it, it was very easy. It was very yeah. easy, especially for a mind like mine where I can, you know, you don't have to be a, a whiz, everybody. Okay. You don't have to be a whiz, but you do have to have some technical knowledge at least. Uh, and I got on there and I was just blown away. And then what really did seal the deal for me was you, man. <laughs> People don't buy products, they buy you. And yeah. so when I saw you and how just so laid back you were already living the entrepreneur lifestyle, I was like, this is the product for me. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, and what when you got into that, did you have WordPress experience yet, like building websites or not yet? Yes, I did have some WordPress experience. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people, um, you know, kind of start off with Wix and everything and eventually migrate on over when you can't, when you, you know, you, you, you want a little bit more liberty. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I had experience and stuff playing around with templates and everything. And it took a little bit because I didn't really understand how uh, the other themes and everything kind of worked well with what you had going. And then uh, once I got that down, I was like, we're here. We're here. All right. Get out. We're out. We're, we're, you know, we've arrived. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, one of the things I wanted to interview you for is that uh, you kind of embody what I think of as somebody as an education entrepreneur who wears all five of the hats, which is really hard to do. 
And just to list those out, uh, you have to kind of be five people at once. You have to be an entrepreneur. You have to be an expert at something. You have to be able to teach or coach or communicate, you know, as like a, a, a teacher. You got to be a techie. And then you got to know how to build community. You've been able to figure all this out. Before we kind of get in, unpack some of those areas, um, could you describe like who you who you help and what your main teaching is all about? Sure. Um, so the people that I help are entrepreneurs just like you and me, uh, with the exception of mine is more buying and selling mobile homes. Now, when a lot of people think about mobile homes, it's always, you know, beer guts, you know, the dregs of society, mug shots, stray dogs and cats, you know, broke down cars and stuff in the yard. True enough, you do have that element and everything. But at the exact same time, it's a very profitable niche market, you know, and that was another buzzword and everything that I was hearing at the time that it was important to niche down. You're never going to get all the money, but you can get a big chunk of a smaller market. And so, um, Anybody who wanted to get off into like real estate who found themselves meeting some kind of a financial ceiling, like there's a very low financial barrier to get into it and the profits are comparable, right? So if you look and say, okay, uh, I can get a home, maybe if the bank takes me through these seven stages of uh, you know approval and everything to get a home and maybe if I go on ahead and flip it, Maybe I can find somebody. There's a lot of maybes in there, right? Maybe somebody will come along who has the credit and everything to be approved, and then we'll sell it. And for crying out loud, when you're just getting started off, you're probably bootstrapping the hell out of it at that point, right? You know, you're out there on a prayer. And so um, with mobile homes, it's like, okay, let's say you get yourself maybe a house or something like that you can flip. I'm going to go with a, just a ballpark range of, let's say, a starter you know, $70,000, $80,000, okay? Bare minimum. Now you got to flip it. Now you got to have your contract and everything. Whereas with a mobile home, it's like, okay, maybe I can put in about 10 grand, put in something like that, and I can still make comparable uh, profit margins uh, with very little. And like, I can still put somebody into a home and it's just easy to manage that way. And I think a lot of people at the time, they were just blown away. They were like, oh my, oh my God, $50, right? So yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. So this is this is something that could um that could work for the average person who wants to get into uh, you know, what I like to call alternative real estate, because mobile homes are not real estate, they are treated as uh vehicles. They actually do have VIN numbers on them. And uh when you look at it, when you break down the numbers. According to the uh, census data, and I haven't looked at the 2020 census data, but according to uh, the 2016 data that I had looked at, there are over 11 million people in this country that fit the criteria to be in a mobile home. So I was like, hey, you know what? If you're an entrepreneur and you like helping people, you want to make some money and you still want to work with real estate and everything, but you also want to be able to give people a chance that otherwise probably would not have been able to get the funding from traditional sources. This is probably going to be something for you. And so, uh, dude, I'm not going to get off into the success stories just yet because I don't want to jump the gun on any questions that you might have. But yeah. some of the results that I've seen people uh, have from the things that I'm teaching, man, if I was a crying person, I would definitely cry because I've seen people just 
you know, blow wow. up. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I love a good niche story. It reminds me of, uh, there's another person who uses Lifter LMS named Angela Brown. And she talked about the, how she helps house cleaners start and grow their career. And the market is just that. so massive. Yeah. And like you're saying, like this niche of mobile homes, it's a big market. And, you know, maybe it's an underserved market from like people learning how to get into it. Not everybody's going to be flipping condos in some big city or whatever it is. You're it's, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the image that gets put out there. Uh, and that's something I actually talked about like earlier on when I had like, you know, the whole uh, PowerPoint presentation and everything. And it was like, you know, now it's like, I don't do that. But early on when I talked about it, I was like, you know, when you think about people who are doing any kind of flipping, it's always, you know, the perfect couple and everything that you see on HGTV, you know, they've got the, 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 the power suit on and everything. Hey, why don't you come on in here for a uh, open house? And everything? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, what I see when I'm out doing everything and I'm talking about, you would not believe, or you wouldn't think about it, but I'm actually, when I'm doing my thing, I'm actually around a bunch of silent millionaires. You know, yeah. these, these men and women are out here. They drive pickup trucks. They wear, you know, flannel t-shirts that you can get from Walmart or Target and some jeans and some boots and everything. They don't splurge. They don't go out here showboating for anybody. But if you actually take a look at the things that they've got, they might have about three, four parks or something like that. And they're just, they swimming in it. McScrooge, you know what I'm saying? Scrooge McDuck. Boom. They in there. <laughs> I've heard that from uh, the, some bankers before that the people that have the most money are often not like the most uh, fancy dressed when they when they come into the bank or whatever, which is interesting. Yeah, that is often the case. <laughs> um, well, if we're like in the expert hat, like how did you learn this business? All right. So here's a pretty dope story, man. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. So. In my, in my, before, all right, so I used to work a factory job, okay, just like anybody else. I was a nine to fiver trading out my time for a paycheck. And uh, as you know, and I'm going to say this for your audience, I live in Southeast Alabama. It gets stupid hot here in the summer, okay? Stupid hot. And so, you know what they say in the South? It's not the heat that a key, it's the stupidity. But I'm just going <laughs> to say this right here. So, when I worked in this factory, let's say you have a 90 degree day and uh, it would be like 10 degrees hotter because I used to work in a textile factory. So at the time I had like graphic design skills, uh, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator and stuff like that. And I was using that as a side business to kind of like try to get out of that. Lots of drama in the factory of uh, employment space and everything like that. So I got a few clients up under my belt. Uh, they were bigger. Uh, they were they were wealthy clients, you know, people who could just fly me to New York and Miami and stuff and just kind of tell me what they wanted. I've had the opportunity. The biggest client I ever had uh, was BET. And so um, they used to have this. Pro, uh, I think they still do. Um, it was called uh, Stars or something like that. It was where a bunch of big names like, you know, Kevin Hart, um, Yolanda Adams, Anthony Anderson, people like that that you know from like stories, shows like Blackish, and they put on this big show, you know, and they would give out these um, scholarships and everything for these people, and they would do like a one hour special and everything. I actually handled the graphics package for that, so it's pretty cool. Wow. So doing 
in that creative space, you have to be in a mental space to be able to be like upbeat and come up with something that's going to, because people can feel it, you know, when you put together your presentation, you do presentations all the time. And if you're not feeling it, it's going to show. Well, I got to a point to where I was facing a lot of depression and uh, I had gotten out of a relationship and everything. And I just felt like a failure. And so at that point in time, I had already quit my factory job and that was how I supported myself. And because I was, I had never experienced the entrepreneurial slump that, that people will eventually feel, you know, the feelings of um, like burnout, burnout, yeah. you know, uh, imposter syndrome is a very real thing. I had read about that all the time. And I was like, I'm not an imposter. I'm the greatest <laughs> thing since sliced bread, you know, <laughs> So that was not me. And then I experienced it and I just, um, things went downhill from there. So uh, fast forward in my story a little bit, I was depressed. I was down. I was broke. I mean, uh, the bank and stuff is calling. They were like, you know, we're going to tell your car and all kind of stuff. Uh, could barely keep my lights and stuff on at that point. And I was actually sleeping on a friend's couch. And she was very helpful. To this day, we're still friends. And I always tell her, I'm like, no matter where I go at in life, I'm never going to forget what you did for me uh, back then. And so um, sleeping on her couch and everything like that, eating her food, showering and stuff in her bathroom. So I get a call from a friend of mine, uh, voice from the past. And so uh, he calls me up. He's driving trucks at the time. Uh, and he's like, Hey Mike, what are you, what are you doing, man? And I'm not one of those kinds of people who lies just for posterity purposes. Right. Okay. Uh, people will tell you, Oh man, it's all going good. And I'm like, you know what, dude, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. I am shooting bad in life right now. All right. I am broke. I'm depressed. And I just, I no longer have the will to go on, uh, you know, not suicidal or anything. Not there's anything wrong with that people. If you're feeling suicidal, get some help. But I wasn't at that point, but I was I was definitely down. So he says, well, I got something for you. And uh, I was like, well, what's that? And he was like, man, uh, I need you to take some pictures of a mobile home for me. It was like I've, I've been looking into like investing in mobile homes. And um, he was like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well. The more you explain it to me, the more vi- it sounds viable. And uh, so I'm not going to put it down, but I was like, it sounds great for you. You're driving trucks. You're making decent money. You have no kids and anything like that. You, you basically got your rent, which you're never at your apartment and stuff in Atlanta. And uh, so you, you you can spread the love around a little bit more. Me, I don't have that. So he was like, don't worry about it. I'll explain everything later. He was like, there's this address right here to this mobile home. I want you to go take a picture, a couple of pictures of it for me. Here's what I need, you know, kitchen hallway, interior, exterior, all that stuff right there. If you can get that, send it to me on your phone. Um, it would help me out a lot. And then I'll help you out. I was like, okay, cool. No problem. Go over there to this mobile home. I think a cat lady stayed in there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so when I go in there, there are turds all over the place. You know, it, it, it's been closed up. I think she had moved out probably about two or three months prior and uh, so the place was, you know, closed up with all this, you know, this pet smell in there and everything, right? Amplified to Super Saiyan levels, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> Power level 9,000, you know? So I go in there, open up the doors, open up all the windows, make a beeline outside, and I sit out there for about 15 or 20 minutes while it airs out some. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I am doing this. And so, um, 
go back into the mobile home, take all the pictures of stuff he had uh, requested. And I just want to make a little side note right here for a quick second. A phone, right? A lot of people don't think about this. Uh, this is a piece of technology that is a million times stronger than the computers that first put mankind on the moon. All right. And a lot of people just take it for granted. All right. So I'm in there taking these pictures. And I'm like, this is a, a tool that you can use to make money. So I took these pictures. I sent them off to him. Fast forward. Two days later, he is in town now. Um, and he sends me a picture of him standing outside of the very same mobile home. And with one hand, he's shaking hands with some guy I've never seen. And in the other hand, he's got a big stack of cash. And I'm like, <laughs> teach me. <laughs> uh, and that's just kind of how it, how I got introduced to mobile homes. And from there, uh, we kind of partnered up for a time. And he kind of took me up under his wing. And I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe, you know, just the amount of opportunities that are out here. Because um, Tony Robbins talks about this thing called a reticular actuating activating system, right? And it's a real thing. Uh, there's a more technical term for it, you know, neurons and all this stuff right here, but to give like a layman's definition of it. You ever bought a new car, Chris? I've never brought a brand new one, but I've definitely been shopping for a certain model. Right. Okay. That's cool. And whenever you uh, see that model or something like that, do you normally like, is it like a window opens up in your mind and you start seeing everybody driving that car around? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm kind of curious about Tesla's or whatever. So I see Tesla's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, because that's on your mind. Your, yeah. your reticular activating system is telling you that's important to me. So now I notice it. And, and a Tesla is a high end car, but it's not necessarily one of those. It's not, a, it's, it doesn't get Lambo attention. Right. You know what I mean? Like some of those people out there, like what I call them the tryhards or whatnot. But if you want a Lambo, there's, there's no, you know, no hate there. <laughs> but the thing is that your brain is telling you that that's important to you. Same way when you learn a new word, you learn a new word, you start hearing it everywhere. And it's not like it didn't exist before. It's just that you weren't paying attention to it. It wasn't important to your brain. But now your reticular activating system is telling you, hey, this is important to me. So when I started getting into mobile homes, I see them everywhere now, you know, I'm rubbernecking all over the place. I wonder how much that's worth. I wonder what I can get for that. I wonder what they'll sell it for. I wonder what kind of opportunities that I can unlock for myself. If I just go talk to somebody, knock on a door, hand out a card and see what's going to happen. What kind of magic will take place. And that uh, ladies and gentlemen is my journey into mobile homes and it has served me well. <laughs> and how long ago was that when you first went and took pictures of that first property? Uh, October will make four years. October will make four years. I was, um, I've been doing this for about four years now. And I knew at the time that I wanted to get off into this because, um, I had a, a friend girl of mine and she was just all about these courses and everything, you know, and I, I had no idea about online courses, you know. So how'd you go from how'd you go from real estate flipper to teaching the the craft of the that type of real estate as well? Well, yeah, uh, I was just about to explain that. So when she started telling me about these courses and everything, she, um, I, I, I kind of took, I, I, I stuck my toes in the water a little bit to see if the water was colder, you know, whatever what it feels like. I started getting off into it more, and then I um, came across a few people you know, who are just always talking about it. 
you know, uh, Dan Henry would be one of them. Uh, yeah. Russell Brunson's a big name in the marketing yeah. space. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can get off into it. And so I, at the time, I didn't know what I would teach. I knew about courses, but I didn't think I had anything that I could teach. But then when I started learning more about mobile homes, when I flipped my first mobile home four years ago, I went into it with the mindset that this is what I was going to teach one day. Yeah. You like, found your niche. Yeah. I found my niche. I, I wanted yeah. to, uh, I wanted to share the wealth with people. That is cool. Uh, there's a saying we have at left your old mess. Like you're a customer, but it's your, it's our customer's customer that we're really um, focused on. Like in the sense that uh, like your success stories are like super, your success story is awesome. Your customer's success stories is like really awesome yeah. uh, because we're, it's just like, it sends out a ripple of like impact into the world where, where people get success or learn something super important to them. Can you yeah. tell us a story about like some of your people that have taken your program and what, what they've been able to achieve? Oh man. Yeah. I really shine on this right here. So <laughs> I like telling my story, but I love it when everybody else has a success story as well. Uh, so one guy in particular, I just interviewed him. That interview is up on YouTube uh, the name of my YouTube channel, guys, shameless plug here is also Flipping Mobile Homes on YouTube without the G. It's just Flipping Mobile Homes. OK, so uh, one guy named Lamar, uh, he came to me and I, I want to just let people know, like, OK, maybe I'll touch on this a little bit later. But Lamar and I hop on a call. We talked for about 30 minutes. And like I said, he had this guy that was down the road from me. he had an old trailer park. Now, this guy is like in his 70s or something like that. And you'll have this a lot of times. A lot of times when people have done really well in life, which is what everybody's working towards, I think, you know, um, having some kind of a legacy or something to leave behind on your family. And eventually you're going to get to that point to where you're just ready to live out the rest of your, your years and stuff in peace. So um, this was that guy that fit that criteria. He had a, had a couple of trailer parks, I think. And um, he knew uh, that he wanted to kind of chill out. Like I said, the guy's like in his seventies and everything. And it was him and his sister that was running it. So he was like, the guy's got like several mobile homes out there that nobody's staying in. Uh, and I think maybe I've, I've got a shot. And I was like, okay, you don't have any money. Right. And he was like, no, and I was like, well, go over here and do this to this guy. Go ahead and let him know that you're here for him. And uh, you want to go on ahead and sell the home, kind of tell him your situation. Don't make it a sob story or anything like that, but just be real with the person because there are no magic words. So he goes down there and does exactly what I said. And the guy was like, okay, make me an offer for the mobile home and I'll, you know, I'll think about it and everything. And so I was like, oh, think about it. You know, I was like, look, just go ahead and let him do this first. And I, I told him how to get him a buyer's list before he ever approached a seller. Did the exercise. I have a little free exercise that I do, uh, which is, Something that I actually, it was an idea that I got from one of your earlier, um, I, think it, I think it was an article that you had done with somebody. It was about kind of using, um, you know, like little quizzes or something like that to kind of get people off into your course. Okay. And so it was a test your market exercise that I had made. And I was like, do this first and then go over there and uh, talk to the guy. So the guy was very receptive. He was like, if you bring me $5,000 for this mobile home. Uh, or at least a, a seller, he was like, you can charge whatever you want for it. So it was a wholesale deal. 
So what it was, was um, he actually found like a couple of buyers. And so um, one of the guys showed up, tried to play him and everything for that. I was like, okay, that's not your buyer right there. So the next guy showed up and he was like, I like that mobile home. And it looks like you've got some other mobile homes out here. And so uh, what happened was uh, he wound up buying that one mobile home. So there was a mobile home for $5,000. He wholesold, he, he wholesold it for like $10,000. And so, uh, so now he's got 5,000 in his pocket to play with. So the rest of these mobile homes, the guy had told him, he was like, look, if we do good business on this one mobile home, I'll let you get the rest of these homes right here and sell them as well. So the guy uh, that bought the mobile home from him was like, what about the rest of these right here? And he tried to go and talk to the owner and everything, but the owner was very loyal to uh, Lamar because he had given him his word. And he was like, well, if you want those mobile homes, you're going to have to talk to Lamar about that because he's the guy that we've entrusted to go ahead and handle that for us. So long story short, after all that was said and done, Lamar putting no money down comes out of this with about, I'd say about 10, five in his pocket uh, tells me about it and everything. And I was like, dude, take a hundred dollars or maybe 150 or something like that. Take the wife and kids out, stash the rest of it for another investment. It's time to go to work, you know? And since then he has made thousands Right. And, and he's just he, he continues to be an asset. And I really want to kind of hammer that in there, because like you were talking about, yeah, I'm your customer, but I also have customers as well. And that when you when you. When you give that expectation and that hope for people. That bolster, that's one of the things that bolsters an entire community when you have those success stories like that. So, yeah, that's a very powerful uh, event that uh, I could make a difference in somebody's life. And I never looked back. That's that awesome. Great. How do you uh, how do you attract or find uh, people to learn from you? Um, well, I, I have a couple of different avenues, but I will say that my biggest one is going to be YouTube. Um, I use a couple of different tools out there like uh, VinIQ. It's kind of like TubeBuddy. But uh, before I get off into the weeds on that, I just um, I make videos telling people how uh, how to do something. And and I'm like, OK, I have this topic and everything like that. And so I, I was actually looking before this interview and I saw one, I think, where it was like how to take a free mobile home and turn it into ten thousand dollars. And I, yeah. I think I think somebody just wanted it off their property or something. And then so tell us this is like an example video like this, right? Yeah, it is uh, actually. And it was just a guy. He had bought some land and it had a mobile home on it. And uh, I've got, you know, people around my area know me for what I do. And it was like, hey, man, I got a friend of mine. He's got a mobile home for uh, he wants to get rid of. And like, OK, he'll sell it to you for a dollar. I'm like, cool, no problem. Understand people that a dollar makes everything legal. OK, so people yeah. that I've bought mobile homes for a dollar before. They're like, get out of here. I'm like, no way. I'm telling you the truth because you got you got to look at it. You got mobile homes that go for like 300 grand out in California, right? So uh guy gave me a mobile home. I went on ahead and did exactly what I said I was going to do with it, made that money and got on somewhere. And that was just about the size of it. So I make videos of people out there. They already have the curiosity. Like I said with you, I had the curiosity about courses. And so uh, lo and behold, you had some content out there and I liked it. The personality was there, which I know a lot of times, 
you know, software developers and everything don't really have the personality to be able to pull people in, but you did. And that's why I'm here. And that's, uh, I think that's what most people tell me is that they're comfortable with the things that I talk about. And I really do provide value. Because I'm not the only person out there talking about mobile homes, but it's the personality and the, uh, the, the expertise that I display in my videos that really does bring them to me. You could, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I've seen it. I can feel it in your energy and how you write and your social media and like your videos I was watching and you were going into a mobile home and like the grass was high and, uh, uh, you were like explaining, like, these are good countertops. These one, these cabinets are a little swollen and stuff, but your energy is like, you can feel the optimism and opportunity. And, uh, it just bleeds through, uh, the, just the marketing or the brand like that energy is everything. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, don't get me wrong. Now it takes a little bit because like, if you're not, uh, back to the whole phone thing that I was talking about, it's an asset, but you have to be comfortable uh, when it comes down to uh, talking to people and you have to get in the mindset of I'm not talking into a camera, I'm talking to people and they need me. You know, um, do, have you ever heard of a guy named Miles Beckler? I do. I, ha I do know that guy that he teaches uh, some marketing stuff. Yeah, he teaches some marketing stuff. Great advice from that guy right there. And um, I, I he's another guy that I learned from. I like his energy and everything. And I, I really did get in with him when uh he first got started like he built his youtube channel from nothing and so uh nothing fancy nothing uh, uh in particular about like his productions or anything like that it's just straight from either his camera or whatnot to his desktop and back and forth and uh and i was like i want to have that same kind of energy even though it's not fancy schmancy you can feel how enthusiastic he is about talking about what it is that he talks about and so I kind of wanted to mirror that. That's cool. That, that is super cool. Um, any tips on like community building? Like how do you, um, like you can attract your customers and you can create content. Like what is the, you know, I'm sure there's like a mobile home entrepreneur type community. Do you have like a Facebook group or uh, like how do these people connect to each other? All right. So I do have a Facebook group. I have a couple. And this yeah. is like a little um, little technique that I learned from uh, uh, Dan Henry. Right. So this is a guy who basically just came out of nowhere. He hit. I was friends with a girl that worked with him. Anyways, long story short, he had launched his course uh, in, I want to say, 2016, August. And uh, it was like, uh, you know, 10K agency or something like that. And by uh January by by December he had hit 500k in sales wow and then by January he had hit 700 and he had hit a, he had hit a million in uh in sales and revenue and I was like whoa that's major but I noticed one little thing that he did he had a public Facebook group and then he also had a private Facebook group these are for the people who have paid for the course and they want to get like the knowledge because you, you know <clears throat> excuse me you never want to give uh, out free knowledge that people have paid good money for. You kind of want to give out snippets and everything like that. And so when it comes down to community building, I would say you have to keep that same energy in your group. And once you get past a, a, a certain threshold, I'd say, I don't know, maybe four or 500 people, they really do start to create their own kind of community based around the things that you've already taught. And I was just amazed because uh, you never want to, 
like you were talking about earlier about burnout, right? It's a real thing. And um, that when I did it, I, I was just, I kind of got burnt out again. I was like, man, I'm making way too much content. I'm on this all the time. This, that, and the other. This is not why I got into it. And so um, what happened was this. I started logging on and every every day and looking into the group. And I'm noticing that they're networking with each other now. And I made a video and I was like, hey, you guys, I noticed that you guys are doing this right here. And this is not what I had originally envisioned and everything for the group, but I will allow it because it actually did help out. Like they were actually in different parts of the country. Like, hey, who wants to do a joint venture? Got this home right here. Got this right here. And there were several deals that came out of it. And I was like, that's great. So I encouraged that. And so eventually I got to the point where I was like, okay, we're going to have certain days to where I call it mobile home Mondays. You know, you need to be posting pictures of, of stuff that you're actually looking at because you know, the internet, it attracts, it attracts the, the intellectuals and the idiots alike. You know what I'm saying? So you got people who are just like, Oh, mobile homes. That's cool. You know? And then they're off to right. something else. And then you got those serious people there and there's no way for you to be able to tell really who's going to be who. You can just tell by, by who's there, you know, at, you know, when the dust clears and it's time to go ahead and break ground on a project. And so uh, you you still want to nurture those relationships with people and you have to kind of do it uh, that way. Like, OK, keep something for them to be engaged. I don't care if it's a couple of days where you ask for some engagement from your group, you know, post some pictures of something that you're doing, this, that and the other. And that really does help out people a lot because they can get feedback from people who uh, either have experience or don't. And there are people who are in there looking and uh, it really does help them to just, because you don't want, even though you're probably the face of your brand and I'm talking to other people who are course creators out there, even though everything is going to be centralized around you, you don't want everything to rely solely on you. You do want your community to help each other out. And from there, information gets disseminated. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, one uh, flipping mobile homes question, and then I want to move on to some technical stuff. But um, sure. does this involve, is this usually involve moving the mobile home somewhere else? Or is it also sometimes flipping it and just reselling, but also getting the property it's on and reselling it? Or is it both? What do you yeah. teach? <laughs> yeah, all of those things. So uh, you're not... All right. So I get this question asked to me all the time, like, OK, Michael, what do you do when it comes down to buying a mobile home? I don't have anywhere to put it. Where do you move it? Yeah. And so I tell them all the time. I was like, uh, once again, with the whole car question that I asked you, but different approach. Uh, when you buy a car from a, a lot, do they ask you if you have a driveway? No, they don't. They're not concerned about that. The buyer needs to understand, OK, um, if you're buying this mobile home. And I put and I post all the time. I post on Facebook whenever I have a mobile home for sale. Uh, there's tons of buy sale trade groups out there. And one of the things that I tell people, I was like, you need to be in 10 buy sale trade groups, populous buy sale trade groups in your area. It's one of the first things you need to do because the more eyeballs you can get on your offer, the better. So with that being said, you're going to have people obviously who don't have land. At that point in time, it becomes imperative that you go on ahead and let them know, hey, I'm not offering land with this mobile home. It's going to have to go somewhere. So you're going to have to iron those details out when you get it. 
Now, when I buy the mobile home from the seller, what I will try to do is if it needs any flipping, I've bought mobile homes that don't need any work at all, right? But if it does need to be flipped, I'll tell them, hey, I'll need a little bit of time to work on the mobile home. And if it's all the same to you, I can pay you some lot rent uh, as as long as the home sits here and, you know, give me, I don't know, 30, 60 days or something like that to go ahead and get it out of here because you just never know. Because even if you do get a mobile home, you're still at the mercy of the movers. Right. Right. And so these guys will have garnered relationships with uh, mobile home dealerships and everything. And so they have contracts for that. These are the big dogs at the top of the food chain. They're going to get moves before anybody else. And then there's a little guy who is going to be you. And uh, you come in on the back end of that. So, and also weather does play a factor. I don't know what part of the country you, you currently stay in right now. I'm but, in Maine. Uh, you're in Maine. So have you gotten any of that rain and stuff that's been coming up? Yeah, it's been really wet this summer. Yeah, it's been really yeah. wet. I mean, I swear to God, it's rained just about every day this summer. Yeah. So uh, that actually impacts you. So when it's raining like that, movers will not touch it. So um, just so happens that I was like, okay, uh, you need to garner a deal with these movers. Number one, if you tell them you have a higher volume of moves, they're more likely to pick up the phone when you call. You're a meal ticket now. So you're not just an entrepreneur. There are going to be other businesses that rely on the business that you have now started. So bear that in mind. I'm talking about just lots of different people, contractors, supply stores, everything. Sometimes you want to go, everybody knows your name, right? Yeah. So when it comes down to that, just ask them to go ahead and have their affairs in order. A lot of the time, you will have people who do already have land. They'll probably live in rural areas or something like that. They'll probably have an acre or two. Maybe they have a younger family within their, their, you know, their clan, you know, who wants to get a start and they they're helping them out, getting them a mobile home, or maybe they're just going on into a park. And a lot of the times what I tell people also is if you go into a park, let them know that, okay, when you see an empty mobile home lot, what does that mobile home lot represent? It represents lost revenue for that park. Yeah. Right, they're not making any money off of it. So when you go in there, tell them, hey, I would like to buy and sell mobile homes in your park. If the, if you do have private owners, not every park allows people to own mobile homes in their park. Uh, sometimes they're greedy. So uh, if you allow me to come in here and do that, my goal is to keep that mobile home in here and also probably move other mobile homes in here that will fit your criteria. And that way the park is making money. You're making money. You don't have to worry about, you know, where to take the home to. And you'll, you'll basically run them through the process of uh, the application process as well, because the parks want to know if the people that you're moving in there can actually uh, pay their lot rent and everything. If they have the disposable income in order to be able to cover their bills. So that's that. So yes and no. Uh, people will, will have their land. Sometimes they won't garner relationships with parks. And also, uh, last but not least, I have sold a mobile home with some land, and that's where skip tracing comes into play when you're dealing with real estate. I don't care if it's mobile homes or regular homes. There's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to know who the landowner of that of that is. So you'll probably want to get on something like white pages. I've hired a PI before for like $150 to look up, you know, who the owner is, and from that $150, you know, I've made uh, about you know, seven grand off the sale of like an acre or and a half or something, you know, off in the country. 
Wow. That's super cool. This is the power of a niche. Like it's so specific and so nuanced. And uh, it's also a relationships game. There's all these different, um, you know, characters from the park owner to the mover, to the contractor, to the supplier and all kinds of stuff. That's, that was awesome. Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> well, packaging all this up in a website and, and like creating a learning opportunity, Let's talk about Lifter LMS a little bit. How do you, what do you like most about it? How do you use it to, to teach? Okay. Uh, my favorite feature about Lifter would definitely have to be the course builder. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's dope. What I did was I actually had uh, went off into Microsoft Word. And, you know, if you're looking at this, you know, this live and everything, you know about Microsoft Word. You know the, the the powerful tools and everything that it has in, in that. So I just started making out my course and typing out everything that I wanted to do in that course. Like but an outline with, kind of thing? Yeah, the outline. I was type, typing out the outline and everything. And so I was, with the course builder, I was able to replicate that. Yeah. I was like, wow, I can just make, I can make out the course, right? Don't have to do anything with it right now. I can just make it and leave it. And then I can just make out, you know, the module. Okay, then I was like, okay, I know my course has like six modules in it. So I made out the modules and then I made out the lessons. Then I just started copying and pasting and everything from my outline right over into it. So I had all that built out. And I was like, now the only thing I have to do is just make videos for that. And I'm a video maker. Uh, yeah. Right? I was <laughs> making videos since before I ever had a course, before I ever flipped my first mobile home. I'm a video guy. So that's the easy part for you. That was the easy part for me. It was just yeah. the structure of it and everything. And there were um, a few things that kind of uh, puzzled me at first because, you know, I, I didn't have any experience like dealing with uh, APIs and things like that, but it was very quick. I think I was able to find like a few videos of yours uh, on YouTube that explained it. And uh, you also had it like in a little mini course that you have on the main site as well showing how to do all that stuff. And it was just, it was quick. It was easy. And um, yeah, didn't require me to, uh, you know, build a rocket ship to Mars or anything like that to go ahead and put it together. And I really did like it. That's awesome. Plus um, it was clean and it was, it was clean and just very professional looking. I, I really did like it. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I saw you giving a uh, a shout out to to Lifter on in our Facebook group, which I appreciate. I think it's good when you use technology um, or learn something from somebody. It's always good. I try to spend a little time, like you, um, sharing the love a little bit, showing some appreciation out there. Um, so I appreciate you. I appreciate you doing that. One of the things you mentioned is you were just saying you were talking about like the WordPress and Lifter LMS versus like a Kajabi or something. If somebody's like, how are these different in your mind? Uh, and, and why has WordPress and Lifter LMS ended up being a better fit for you? It all boils down to one word, and that's going to be ownership. Um, when it comes down to it, you're putting in a tremendous amount of work. I do not want to mislead anybody. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to be successful in this course space, you are going to have to work like a one-legged man in the butt kicking contest, all right? <laughs> so you're going to have to put together your modules. You're going to have to nurture those relationships and everything with people. And at the end of that, at the end of that, for somebody to 
in no uncertain terms tell you that your material that you have worked hard for belongs to someone else. It, it boggles my mind and that I'm going to have to give you a cut of my hard work when all you've done was set up a website and you're literally curating content from something that I have had to put in blood, sweat, and tears. It doesn't, it does not compute. Okay. It does not compute. So whenever I hear somebody saying something about, you know, Kajabi or Udemy or something like that, it might be for you at the end of the day, but you got to ask yourself. And I, and I do remember that post that you were talking about, uh, about when I was given a shout out to Lifter. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you're putting in that work for yourself, you're not doing it for somebody else. You're building a brand. And just to be able to have that stuff as an asset for yourself, as a monument to your work, you're going to have to say, yes, I'm going to have to put in the work, but how far am I willing to take this? How far am I willing to take this? There's a poem that's one of my favorite poems. And every time I hear it, it brings a tear to my eye. It's um, Go All the Way by George Bukowski, right? And he was like, if you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. And I feel like Udemy and Kajabi, you're not going all the way. You're asking someone who owes you nothing who's going to dip into your profits to meet you halfway. When you just go on ahead and take the leap, I literally have that as a signature on my phone. So whenever I you know, open up the screen, everything, it just says, take the leap right up there in the top corner. I took the leap with Lifter and I have not been disappointed. You guys have been super helpful. Uh, anytime I want to do anything, I think maybe there's there may in the three years or so that I've been using Lifter, I've maybe only had to, to do like one support ticket or something like that, which was answered promptly. And you have a very awesome team over there. I really like the uh, you and your team of people. They seem very nice and very helpful. And yeah, thanks for the thanks for sharing your perspective on uh, creating an asset and going all the way. I'm gonna have to go find that poem. Can you tell me the name again of the uh, the author? Yeah, uh, Charles Bukowski. Uh, he's got several poems on there, but if you find it on YouTube, just type in "Go All the Way." Yeah, and it's going to come up. I think it's like maybe one of the more popular videos is going to be like two poems in one, but both of them are super powerful. That's super awesome. Powerful. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Yeah, just just to give like a little bit of uh, nuggets from that poem, he talks about he was like basically seeing your dream out. He was like, it might mean jail time. It might mean derision, mockery from people because when you're starting a course or something, like, and I have wealthy friends, okay? I'm, you know, when I first started, like I said, I was broke when I started off, but yeah. I still have wealthy friends. I got personality. Money is not the only currency out there. And when I told them about mobile homes, the look on their face was mobile homes. And I'm like, that's the look I'm looking for right there. Because I know I'm in a spot where you guys are not at. It's not yeah. the gloat about it or anything like that. But I know that I have a niche that people turn their noses up at. And when everybody else turns that market down, you know you're in the right spot. Do you know who the most wealthy mobile home investor in the United States is? No, who is it? Warren Buffett. Oh, wow. 
Oh, that makes sense because he's a value investor, and he's a value uh, investor. and I know he does a lot with RVs and stuff, so that's, that that makes sense. Yeah, if the value is there and it makes sense, he's a he's a practical investor. If if it makes sense to him, he's investing in. Close second would be a guy you probably never heard of, but he's also very wealthy. I think he's at about eight billion. Sam Zell, you know, okay. when you get people like that, he said, uh, he said, you know, he said poor people should not envy rich people; they should emulate us. And so it wasn't like an, this elitist kind of thing. He was just like, if you spend less time looking at, oh, so-and-so's trying to get out of paying taxes and this, that, and the other, and they're a bad citizen and all this stuff, and I work hard yeah. and everything like that. Like, look, you can learn a thing or two. But about that poem, he talks about that. And like I said before, I've had friends that kind of, they look at you like you're crazy when you're trying to make it happen. That's going to happen to you, talking to the viewer. You're in a good spot. Okay. Don't let it get you down. If you're going to start this thing, you need to see it through. Yeah. Yeah. That, that reminds me of that quote, like first they laugh at you, then they ignore you and then something, whatever, then you, they, they follow you or something like that. It's uh, That's it, man. That is it. I have a great friend of mine who's a self-made millionaire. Yeah. We, he was the mayor of my city at the time when we became friends and he, I'm, I'm down there uh, having a couple of beers in this bar and he comes in the door and he finds me and he sits me down and he tells me a story. And he was like, Michael, his name is Mike too. He's the only guy that calls me Mikey. And so uh, he says, uh, when I first got started, uh, he owns like a lot of car dealerships and everything like Mercedes Benz and Harley and all this stuff here. And so he said, when I first got started, man, people at the country club couldn't even remember my name. He was like, but I'm gonna tell you something. Success is a very sweet revenge. <laughs> like, you don't you don't try to get up all this money in order to get revenge on people. But he was like, you see how differently they treat you when you were right. Yeah, that's a that is a great point. Um, my last just kind of lifter question before we we get out of here is, what would you say to someone who's on the fence and uh, and they're shopping for LMS software? I know people do a lot of research. Like you mentioned, you got into it and you're like, uh, you're in learning mode and you're learning about all these different things. And I see a lot of people that are just a little bit overwhelmed at uh, just all the research, trying to figure out the tools they need. Any other, you've given a lot of great um, experience that how you processed all that and your thoughts on it. Anything else uh, about somebody who's just kind of in that world trying to figure out what tech to use? Sure. Let's talk about it from the point of the person who's sitting on the fence. Now, why are they on the fence? Like anybody else, you've probably got analysis paralysis. There is a lot of information out there, and I understand. You just don't know who to go with or anything like that. I was the same way, and there are a lot of other people who are also lifter customers. People, I'm not being paid to say this, but they are satisfied with what they get. If you like being in control of what you have created, if you like having a great team of, of support behind you, if you just like something that looks great, right? I think I'm running the Astra theme with mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just so easy. Like, I'll, I'll say this, like this past week, I, like I said before, and I knew I was going to revisit what I was talking about. I undervalued what I had. 
right? Like initially when I launched, I knew I needed like social proof and everything like that. You got to have that. Uh, everybody talks about that. And I'm like, man, I have nobody, nobody's in the course or anything like that. So I started off at like an entry point of about a thousand dollars. And then I was like, okay, so like for my first, you know, X amount of people, you know, you can get in it with this early bird coupon. That was another thing that I liked about lifters that you could make coupons. So I was like, I, I made out 20, coup 20 early bird coupons. All right. And for like, you know, half off, right. Dropped you down to, I had it like 997. So when you put in the coupon, it dropped you down to 497. You're in the course, you can learn everything like that at your leisure and it's mobile friendly. So I was like, man, you can eat cookies in the bed and still learn something from me if you want to. You know, it's at your own leisure and everything when you get some downtime and everything at the house. So cool. Boom. Got that. Then I started getting in like reports and stuff from other people. like, man, so-and-so's got a course over here and they're charging seven grand for it. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I've really been shortchanging myself. I mean, I live in the South and the, the, the cost of living here is just astronomically low here. Like you, if you're making 67000 60 or $70,000 a year, you can live like a king or a queen in the South. Okay. I mean, it just opens up everything. So, but so another thing I liked about Lifter on that same vein of thought was I was like, okay, it's time to move forward with my next phase of my plan. I've got all the social proof and everything. So I changed up my sales page. Um, I do use uh, Thrive Themes for my sales page, right? Great product for that. Not to plug anybody else's stuff, but I don't, I don't see a lot of people talking about marketing enough in the course space. It's a very important factor. You can have a great course, but you don't have anybody over there. You can't get anybody to it. You're never going to sell anything. You need to get that hammered out. But once I went on ahead and decided I was going to go up in price because it was worth it, it was going to come anyways. I was like, okay, the coupons are gone. Everything is going up in price and everything. And it was just like so easy with Lifter to where I could go uh, to my back end and eliminate one of my uh, sales options or purchase options. Access and, plans, we call them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The access plan. So I had a yeah. payment plan. I was like, that's gone. Uh, going on ahead, up in the price. And it literally took seconds for me yeah. to do that. And people were just like, okay, we're here. And I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're, we're, we're rocking and rolling along and everything. And I did well at 500 bucks. But then when I went on ahead, up the price to like two grand, you know, Nobody batted an eyelash or anything like that. It was still a great option. So with that, the ease of access, how beautiful it looks. And I like the little the little tabs and everything that kind of come down to where they can actually toggle things down and see their course progress. Yeah. That was another um that was another um uh, was a bell and whistle that 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 really did wow me about that. And so um it was just great. So I'll tell anybody this right here, man. If you're on the fence. You only have, you can look this up. There's a chart online and it's uh, it's just a bunch of squares, right? And it rep, each one of those squares represents how many weeks that a person has to live in a typical lifetime. We've gotten through quite a bit of those weeks and you have so much time left. Do not look at this video and do not look at Lifter LMS two years from now, wishing that you had taken some action today that you, you uh, that you should have done already. You know what I mean? Do it now, for God's sake, do it now. 
because I have no idea uh, where Lifter is headed in the future. I'm sure you have some great plans and everything in the future, but you have the opportunity to take advantage of somebody and, and a product that really is easy to use. And if you don't know what you're doing, there's a great support group behind you, but it's just awesome. You know, you guys aren't in my inbox all the time trying to push X, Y, and Z and everything all the time. It's always some kind of help. You know, you guys are very helpful. You always make sure that you keep the end user and everything in mind. You know, what do you do this? And, and the people that you interview too, I, I watch those as well. And they just give up so much great value, you know, and there's a great life out there. and It's got your name all over it. But as long as you're sitting on the fence and as long as you're you have all this analysis paralysis, what do I do? The only thing you have to do, like Les Brown says, is the only thing you have to do is decide. Make the decision to be great. You can wake up today at 20, 30, 40, 50 years old and just decide that you are going to do something different. That is the only thing that separates the successful from the habitually unhappy and the unlucky. Michael, so. <laughs> thank you for being a shining example of what an education entrepreneur is. I, uh, you really combine three things well that, that uh, really shine through. And I've just learned more and more in this interview is, and just for you who's listening on in your earbuds or watching this on YouTube, um, you have a, uh, this like niche real estate focus, which is super powerful and you help other people, you know, build business, which, you know, then it just keeps entrepreneurs and small business is the main engine of our economy. And you have found a great niche. Uh, you've also invested in your technology, uh, uh, learning in terms of learning WordPress, learning how to do video, being excited about it. Uh, so you've you've done the investment in getting the tech skills you need, uh, which are really important in our modern world, not just not just for um, course creation. And then you have this passion. I can tell we watch a lot of the same videos. I I love a good Lex uh, Les Brown video to get me pumped up, and I, I I've seen those uh, posters with all the squares for every week, and you can check them off as you go. I've been meaning to get one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think those things combine together to really you know, it just, it just helps accelerate you. And I appreciate your honesty too about around, Hey, there were some not good times and you were down and out. And, uh, there was a mentor who came into your life that, uh, helped you with that and kind of helped you out with your, you know, taking those first pictures of the mobile home. And then your curiosity pulled you into that world and you were open to learning and growing. And now you're doing that for others at scale through the website, which is awesome. So uh, that's Michael Wiley. He's from flippinmobilehomes.com. No G in that. Is there any any other final words for the people or anywhere uh, for them to go to connect with you? Uh, like I said, I do have um, my YouTube channel, so I would appreciate any subscribers over there. Uh, I'm doing a 90-day content push right now. Uh, kind of took a little break in there because I think like this little sickness and everything going around kind of, you know, broke my momentum up a little bit but yeah pushing out videos over there i would appreciate a subscriber over there go over there and like a video it really does help me out with the algorithm and if you want to join in the uh public group and everything and probably network with some people maybe learn about some investment opportunities you probably 
didn't pay attention to, uh, join me over in my Facebook group uh, at Flipping Mobile Homes, and you can find me on there. And it'll be like there's two of them that'll probably pop up. One is orange. That's the public group. The green one is the private group for when that, when you actually buy into the course. But join the public group. I'd love to connect with you. And um, you have to trust that the dots will connect, folks. Um, I learned about course creation before I ever knew anything about mobile homes, but all those dots connected and you have to trust that they'll do the same thing for you. Just keep learning and keep pushing forward and make a decision. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS cast. Did you enjoy that episode? Tell your friends and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And I've got a gift for you over at lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Go to lifterlms.com forward slash gift. Keep learning, keep taking action, and I'll see you in the next episode.